Welcome once again. This is yours truly, the Mass Menace. And y'all must be very smart or willing to learn something to tune in to the second episode of Teachable Moments. This is your host, Mass Menace, and let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me on the second episode of this podcast, Teachable Moments. I am your host, The Mass Menace. If you listened to the first episode, you got to know a little bit about me and you got to know a little bit about the company that I wrestle for. Okay, and throughout different episodes, I will talk more about the company and all. But let me give you a little more feedback. If this is your first episode, a little more backstory if this is your first episode maybe you'll learn a little bit more I am the Mass Menace I wrestle for Appalachian Championship Wrestling I am the one time ACW television champion and you know still the rightful champion I never got beat but you know they stripped me of the title whatever okay but I'm one time ACW champion and I plan to be a multiple time ACW television champion and even more than that tag titles uh, world title light heavyweight title whatever ones we get I plan on getting them all at any point but yet thank you for joining in I appreciate it and all not that I really care what y'all think about me and all but today we're going to be talking about different wrestling companies okay we are going to talk about wwe okay wwe's been around for years uh vince mcmahon senior had it and then it got passed down to vince mcmahon uh vincent kennedy mcmahon who now runs it and whatever um they're, they do Raw, they do SmackDown, they got NXT. Um, I used to watch a lot of WWE. I don't anymore because of lack of storytelling, in my opinion, or lack of creative. And it's not so much it's the lack of creative, it's too much creative. So let, let me see if I can explain this a little better. You have... Certain wrestling companies have scriptwriters, storytellers, okay, and they come up with the storyline for wrestling, for the wrestlers, and for any match or segment that comes up. Well, the problem with that is you get so many creative ideas together. If you come up with a good idea, it might get pushed back by like four horrible ideas. And then one of those four horrible ideas get picked and the good ideas go to the wayside. Hence what I believe is wrong with WWE today. Now, I am not an expert when it comes to wrestling. I don't write the storylines. I am a wrestler. I follow what I am told to do. Okay. I go out there and I beat people up. I talk on the mic, and I'll tell you this, none of my promos are scripted. We have inputs. Uh, The company will give me their 
ideas or suggestions of what they think maybe I should put in to my promo. But my promos are never scripted. I have creative control over my promo. I have creative control over my look. I don't have create. However, I do not have creative control over my matches. I don't decide that kind of stuff. Okay, I go in there. I'm told to beat somebody up. I beat them up. That's just how it goes. But I believe WWE needs. I believe wrestling needs certain things. They need a booker. So you need a booker. They're vital. You need the owner of the company. That's very vital. I do not believe scriptwriters are vital to the company. So let's say you get a scriptwriter. Let's say you hire someone who doesn't know anything about wrestling. And they don't know who the current champion is. Well, that could be a, that could pose a big problem. Okay, because you got a scriptwriter trying to write about something that he knows he or she knows nothing about. And then, especially if they don't know who the champion is, let me tell you something. I don't need to watch Raw or WWE to tell you who the champion is right now. Because I can tell you right now, you got Roman Reigns is the Universal Champion, and you got Big E, who is the current WWE Champion. You got the 24-7 title, which gets passed on from person to person. But I know the two main champions. The two main champions is Roman Reigns as the Universal Champion. And you got Big E as the main champion. And then you got the Usos as the SmackDown Tag Champions. And you got all these great stars, but... You got these people writing storylines and scripts. And you got too many storyline writers. So we got a lot of bad ideas. Let me give you one. Now I'm going to review this. One of those bad ideas is the match that Finn Balor, the demon, the demon Finn Balor had against Roman Reigns at the pay-per-view. You had him going up against Roman Reigns. The Usos come out, tried to gang up on him, and he overcomes them. He gets speared through a barricade by Roman, which was done beautifully, done beautifully. And then his heart, this heartbeat, happens the heartbeat spot and he comes back to life and he starts beating down on the usos and he starts beating down on roman reigns and he overcomes all them and he throws them into the ring he throws it he throws roman reigns into the ring he gets up on the top turnbuckle getting ready to do his finishing move and the top rope snaps he falls down and roman spears him and gets the win. One, two, three. In my opinion, it's a horrible finish, and it's a very dangerous finish. One being, I don't know whose bright idea it was to decide, hey, let's cut this top rope. Let's just cut this top rope. And he'll get beat that way. Well, one, 
let me tell you something that's very dangerous and it shows in my opinion the lack of care and respect you have for your superstars these are people that make you money they make you money and you're just gonna say hey let's just cut this rope and you know hopefully he doesn't get hurt he doesn't get seriously hurt. No, what you did was you made the demon look like a joke. Okay, so now the demon lost all credibility. Uh, okay, I understand that Roman had to win because he said because he built up Roman versus Brock Lesnar, so he had to win. And I understood that the demon could not be beaten clean because then you do that. Well, here's what happens with that. Just have regular Finn Balor face Roman Reigns and you don't lose your credibility between the demon on the demon and Roman Reigns wins and goes off to face Brock Lesnar, who's probably gonna who might win that title and never show up for three months later. So I don't know. But in my opinion, horrible finish. Horrible Probably due to so many script writers being done, I would be in hired and working on it. I would never have done that finish. Okay, let's go on to a commercial break, on to a quick intermission, and then I will be back to talk about other stuff. Okay, we are back, and once again, I'm yours truly, the Mass Menace. We just recently talked about how I felt the Roman Reigns and Finn Balor match had a horrible finish. It was probably due to, in my opinion, due to too many scriptwriters, too many store, too many people writing scripts. Now, I'm not saying that scriptwriters are not valuable in a certain way. I believe certain companies can do with scriptwriters. But I don't believe they're an absolute necessity. And the reason I don't believe they're an absolute necessity is because of this. If you script everything in wrestling, it becomes repetitive. You lose all genuine feel you lose any realness in my opinion that's why I don't think you should script people's promos if you script people's promos then sometimes they end up sounding like a robot you and then when you start sounding like a robot the fans become disconnected to that star you want them to connect to the star you want them to be able to relate and everything like I can't put it look at John Cena he's shows up he talks on the mic and he does great stuff on the mic okay I don't know how much that's scripted. I don't know how much of it is. Sometimes how much of it isn't scripted or how much of it is scripted. I don't know. Sometimes I get the feeling John Cena sounds like a robot. That it's that they tell him, here's the script, go do this. 
We want you to talk about this, 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 and this. Well, that becomes a problem. Okay. Look at Roman. He is suddenly a heel, and he's putting out some of the best promos. Some of the best promos he has ever done. Some of the best mic work he has ever done. Which ultimately ends up making his match really good. And the, the promos are used to build up the match. To build up the feud. Okay, if your promos suck and the fans can't relate to it, odds are they're not going to be interested in the match. Once again, let's remember, this is my opinion. I don't know everything about wrestling. I may have been wrestling for three years so far, close to three years or whatever. But it doesn't mean I'm an expert in everything. I don't claim to be an expert in everything. Let let me explain this. Let me go back into the old days. Back in the days, they say the 70s and the 80s. Ric Flair was in his prime at the time. He was putting out great promos. Magnum TA was putting out great promos. The Four Horsemen were putting out great promos. And there's a reason for that. They were told by management or back in the locker room being told, I want you to go out, tell them what your name is, tell them that you don't like this guy and what you're going to do to him. That's all. They gave them bullet points. And with these bullet points, they created magic. They weren't told to go out and make fun of these fans and explain exactly why they hated these fans. No, half of what Ric Flair came up with was on him. Half of what Tully Blanchard came up with was him. Half of what anybody on their promos came up with was them, was their own. They were not scripted when it came to their promos. You start scripting everything, fans become detached. They don't feel like they can relate. You need the fans to relate. You need the fans to understand the story. And you need to grasp their attention. You can't do that if your stars are sounding like robots. You just can't. It's not... Feasible. It's not believable. That's why I believe in that aspect. Scriptwriters become more of a hindrance than a help. You don't need scriptwriters uh, with their hands in every little thing. I also believe the reason the wrestling product works is if you have people telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And the way it doesn't work is by getting people to tell you what you need, what you want to hear instead of what you need to hear. I believe that has to do with script writers and so many script writers. So, when it comes down to it, is our script writers very vital and important to wrestling? 
don't think they are because I don't believe script writers were used by storytellers. Script. People who wrote the script. I don't think they were 100% used back in the day. You had your booker who booked the match, who knew exactly what the fans wanted to see, the booker. And you had the fan, you had the wrestlers who were the storytellers. They were the script writers. They told their story. And they told it really well. So, no, I don't think script writers are very vital and important. I do believe they can add something to it, but I, at times they tend to be more of a hindrance. We're going to go back to another intermission. Please stick around, and I will talk about AEW next. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, thank you. Welcome back for that intermission. This is your host once again, the one-time ACW champ, television champion, the rifle ACW television champion, haven't lost it before, the greatest wrestler in ACW today, the mass menace, the greatest on the mic, and the greatest in-ring worker in ACW today. And you are listening to Teachable Moments. Last last segment we did, we talked about if I thought uh, script writers were absolutely necessary. And I thought, no, because that they could add to it, but that at times I felt they hindered the product. And uh, hence, in my federation, we don't have script writers. We have... We all work together to come up with what we want, but the upper management decides the outcome of what's supposed to happen. So, there's that. Now, we're going to go on into this segment's going to be about AEW. Okay, AEW, let me give you a backstory. It's been around for three years, uh, which actually would mark how many years I've been wrestling. Okay, three years. Um, AEW's been around for three years. They start off with a pay-per-view, which is tricky because you're spending all this money to put on a pay-per-view and throwing all your dice in on this, hoping that the pay-per-view pays off, fans gravitate towards it without even having a TV deal at the moment. Most people get the TV deal and then they put on the pay-per-view. Okay, well, in AEW's case, it paid off, and it paid off big, because three years later, we're still talking about AEW, we're still talking about how impressive AEW is, because they have an impressive set of talent. We have Kenny Omega, now, I work with some people in my federation that think Kenny Omega is overrated. Well, that's their opinion. It is their opinion. They're allowed to have that opinion. But we have Kenny Omega. We have the Young Bucks. We have the Lucha Bros. We have Jungle Boy. We have Darby Allen. We have all of these, these stars. And then you have people who's been in 
around like John Moxley and Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, um, all of them. You got your young stars, you got your veterans, and you, you know, and they help build each other up. The veterans' job is to help build up the young talent. That way, they have a new generation of wrestlers to carry on the business after they are gone. And I think AEW's done nice doing that. Now, in that aspect, I also believe that they got to be careful. You you have to be careful of what you do because there was a company years ago called WCW and they were competing against WWE and WCW would pick up all the WWE stars at the time WWE was called WWF but they had to change their name because of a lawsuit um so they became WWE. Well, any stars that left WWE would just go to WCW. And at the time, that was great because it's like if you didn't like where you worked in, if you didn't like working in WWE, you could leave and go to WCW. And if you didn't like where you worked and liked your job in WCW, you could go work in WWE if they hired you. Because back then, New Japan Pro Wrestling wasn't really talked about as much as it is today. Now, you have impact and you have all these other federations. So if you didn't, if you don't like working at AEW or WWE, you go to Impact or you go to New Japan Pro Wrestling, home your skills there. And we got lots of great independent federations now that are just as good, if not better, than AEW or WWE or Impact. But. Here's the problem WCW had. They picked up so many WWE talent, ex-WWE talent, that your talent you were trying to build in WCW got pushed to the wayside. They brought in Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, okay, and all these people had what you called creative control over their... Over everything. And I'm going to get into that in a bit. I'll talk about that in the next segment. But just remember that. Creative control. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But you brought in all these other people. And all these stars that you'd homegrown in WCW. They got forgotten about. They got put in the mid-card. And they got put down below. And in dark dark shows. Okay. And they didn't get a chance to shine. That's what happens when you get so many. Now, AEW's doing good, but they're following kind of along the same lines that WCW was following. We, we, we don't want to end up with another WCW. So how do you fix that issue? Well, you stop hiring a lot of WWE guys. Okay, look, we have CM Punk. We have Brian Danielson. We have Adam Cole. Okay, we have Bobby Fish. Oh, and those four people I just mentioned all worked for WWE. Yes, Chris Jericho worked for WWE, but Chris Jericho was in AEW since the beginning. There's a difference. Cody Rhodes, yes, he worked for WWE, but... 
he was with AEW from the beginning. Same with Dustin and all. And John Moxley. But you can forgive those because they started the company up. They started at the beginning. It's when you start getting stars like Mira, which I'm glad they picked up Mira, who worked for WWE, or Adam Cole, who worked for WWE, or Bobby Fish, who worked for WWE, or Brian Danielson, or, you know, all of them that worked for WWE. Even 2.0, this new tag team, 2.0, they worked for WWE. You have stars, great stars like Darby Allen. Oh, let's not forget Sting worked for WWE, and now he works for AEW. You got great stars like Darby Allen, Hangman Adam Page, uh, the Lucha Bros. Um, oh, let's not forget FTR also worked for WWE. But see, FTR is one of the greatest tag teams in all of wrestling. Okay. So, yeah, I would have picked him up, too. But you get all these stars that you pick up from WWE. And your stars like Darby Allen and Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Well, not that we have to worry about that. Uh, the Lucha Bros. All of these stars are going to get pushed to the back. Brian Cage. Got signed on, and look what they've been doing. They they put him in matches with Ricky Starks, who is a great star. But you can't keep doing that feud. It's been done. It's been seen. You can't do that. You can't keep doing that. You have to grow your homegrown talent. Don't keep picking up people from WWE because AEW right now is on a roll and they're doing really good. We don't want... There's a lot of comparisons between AEW and WCW. It's been floating all around. It's like, oh my God, they're doing the same thing WCW did. Oh my God, they're going to go down like WCW. It can be avoided. Heck, the position WWE's in at this moment could have been avoided if... They had done things differently, in my opinion. Remember, I don't know everything about the wrestling business. I'm just giving my opinion. But you don't want AEW to become like WCW. You just don't. Now, uh, on the upside, it has worked so far. So far. Remember, it can all go down here. We're going to go to another intermission. Please, please stick around and we will and uh, we will be right back. Hello, this is the Mass Menace here with an ad. Yes, it is ad time. Have you ever wanted to create a podcast? Have you ever wanted to create your own podcast? I get it. I mean, you're listening to the greatest podcast right now. That is the Teachable Moments podcast. 
by the Masked Menace. Have you ever thought, wow, the Masked Menace, he's so great and he's so cool. And he created one, maybe I can too, but it's so expensive. No, 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 no. Let me stop you right there. I, there is a cheap and easy way to create a podcast. It's via the Anchor app. Yes, I use the app. It's great for all of my podcast needs, editing, sound effects, interludes, anything that I need to create the world's greatest podcast, Teachable Moments by the Mass Menace. Yeah, what you do is you go on to Google Play, Google App Play Store or Apple Store or whatever that you use. Download Anchor start there you you create it and the best part is when you're ready to publish it you hit publish and then it gets posted on the spotify for free yes and you can even publish them on other websites that are available via an rss feed it's just that easy now you might not have as great of a podcast as yours truly but it's a start remember Anchor app. Download it. Go do it. And let them know that the Mass Menace requested it. Welcome back. Thank you. I had to put in that ad. Thank you for listening to the ad. Wasn't that such a great ad? Um... Thank you for sticking around. This is, once again, The Masked Menace, your host, Arch Clarence Kent, The Masked Menace. And this, and you are still listening to Teachable Moments Podcast. Now, the last segment we talked about the comparisons of AEW and WCW. Uh, okay. And I brought up something in there called Creative Control. Which now we're going to talk about in this segment. Exactly how much creative control is a bad thing? When does having creative control become bad? Well, here's the thing about that. Oh, and I want to go ahead and apologize. If you've been hearing background noise in the background, the the TV's going on in the living room. That's right outside of the room I'm in. It's not really a soundproof room, so you're just going to deal with it, please. I apologize. Um, And I appreciate if you have dealt with it thank you but creative control there are certain aspects that creative control is good should you have creative control over your promos in my opinion I do believe so yes should you have creative control over your attire and your look at the raster and how it feels and looks. I believe yes. Should you have creative control over your matches? See, that's the tricky one. That is tricky. A lot of people would say yes. And then a lot of people's going to say no. And it's kind of on the fence there. I believe having creative control over your matches tends to be, can be such a problem that it messes with business. For example, 
let's, I'm going to tell you creative control over, I'm going to give you examples of creative control. Promo. Let's say I go out there and I tell them that I want to talk about this, 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 this. Let's say I want to talk about this wrestler, how much he's ticked me off, and that I'm going to make him pay. Okay, or I tell them I want to go out and talk about how nice my shoes are and how more expensive they are than somebody's house or that I dress in all the finest clothes and all. See, that's fine because it gets people to relate to your character. They relate. And we've used that word a lot, relate. But it's very important in wrestling. The fans have to relate. Okay, so you, you talk about what's going to go on into the match and all, and having creative control over that is great because it gets fans into the match. It gets them pumped for the match. I want to, I think it was one of the last pre, one of the last live shows we had recently. Um, there was supposed to be a cage match. It ended up being a barbed wire match, and one of the wrestlers, during the whole live show, we come out and talk up the match. We talk up what he was going to do to the champion and whatever. Well, the fans started to disdain him. And to me, I thought it was great. You know, genius work. But the fans disdained him. They wanted to beat him up. And they wanted him to get beat up. But he had creative control over those promos. And he got the fans interested. So when... The match came up, the main event, the barbed wire match. The fans stayed in their seats. They stayed put because they were invested. They wanted the champ to beat him up. And it was great. It was great. Now, he didn't go and have creative control and say, oh, this is what's going to happen with my match. I'm going to have this happen, this happen, this happen. He didn't get full creative control. See, that's that's what we're here to talk about right now. When does creative control become a problem? When does it, when does it become an issue? You should not have full creative control over your matches. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to dictate what everything that goes on in the match. Uh, no. Yes, I'm going to go in and beat the crap out of this guy. I'm going, let, let's say... That you're my opponent. I'm going to go out there and tell you. Hey. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to stomp a mud hole into you. I'm going to make you so unrecognizable. You're going to be an intensive care unit. Okay. But then I go out there. And I beat you up. And I do that. But see. I didn't have full creative control over the match. That's the issue that WCW had back in the day. We're back to talking about that again, but just deal with me. Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. They came in, and as good as wrestlers they were, as good as entertainers they were, they had full creative control. They decided when they lost or when they won. And that becomes an issue. That becomes an issue. Because we can't 
dictate. See, that's up to management to dictate. We should not be able to say, hey, I want to win every one of my matches. Hey, I want to do no, That's up to management. They come up with that stuff. The, the, the powers to be come up with that. They come up with the outcome. It's our job to deliver the outcome. Okay. I don't go up to management and my boss and say, hey, you know, I'm totally going to win today and I'm going to win the title and I'm never going to lose it. Um, you know, I'm still technically the television champion because I never lost it. It got stripped from me. But see, that was management's decision whether I agreed with it or not. You know, I almost could have sued them, but I didn't. Because that's not what I'm allowed to do. Well, I'm allowed to sue them if I want to, but I'm not going to. We cannot have, you cannot have full creative control. Now, having con creative control of how you look and your promos, cool, awesome. But should I have the right to decide if I'm going to win or lose? I think not. That's me. That's that's just how I look at it. So, when does creative control become a problem? When does having creative control become a problem? When you decide that you're not going to lose to this guy, or when you decide you're not going to lose to this guy, or that you only want to drop the title to your friend, or whatever. No, that becomes an issue. I mean, like, if I went up to management and said, hey, I only want to drop the title to this guy, no, then, then this guy doesn't get his shine. He doesn't get his rub. That's, and then it hinders the business. That's why, that's, in my opinion, the major downfall of WCW was too many certain wrestlers had create full creative control. And you cannot have full creative control. I mean, let's face it. I mean, I'm the greatest wrestler in ECW today. Have I won every one of my matches? No. But I'm still the greatest wrestler in ECW today. Now, let that sink in. Let that sink in. So, I hit me up in the voice messages. I'd love to hear... I'd love to hear what your out your input on creative control when you think it's bad. If you think they should have full creative control, we could turn this into a conversation. We could talk about it. I think it would be great. And uh, so yeah. That uh, creative control, I mean, it can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing, just like anything else. Too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And all. Uh, we're going to go back into intermission, and then we'll be touching on the next segment, something that I want to talk about, something that I think needs to be talked about. Just stick with me, and remember, this is The Mass Miss, and you are watching Teachable Moment. You are listening to Teachable Moments, not watching. God, listening to Teachable Moments. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the teacher. This is the Mass Menace 
Arch Clarence Kent back again. You are listening to Teachable Moments. Thank you for sticking with the intermission. Last segment, we talked about exactly how much creative control is a bad thing. But now we shift gears to something a little more serious. Uh, Okay. Yesterday, I think it was in South Carolina, they had a benefit show for a guy named Scott Larson. XCW put on the show. XCW is an independent wrestling promotion. And they put on a show for Scott Larson to raise money for Scott Larson. Because he has a... He has some brain tumors. It's a very rough thing to deal with. And all to deal with that. I've dealt with people that's had cancer, who's had tumors and whatever. It sucks. Especially when you have to watch their health decline. And I think the benefit show uh, for Scott Larson that they had yesterday was, I think, really well. I didn't get a chance to be at it because it was too far away from where I lived, and I couldn't get a ride there. I had no one to get me a ride there. I would have loved to have been at that benefit show, mainly because Scott Larson was willing to have me on his show called Hashtag Truth. Now, if you uh, if you still want to help with raising money for Scott Larson's thing or whatever, I think he's still got some shirts on sale or whatever if he's got the hashtag true shirts. Hit him up on Facebook. It's, his name's Scott Larson. It's L-A-R-S-E-N. I think Larson. Um, and I think it's S-C-O-T-T, Scott Larson, I think. Uh, go and support him. He needs it. His family needs the help. It would be much appreciative. He helps a lot of independent wrestlers. Get, get, he helps with getting the word out about a lot of independent wrestlers and a lot of independent wrestling shows, which is great. It's a great thing. And... I mean, he's a great guy. He is a nice guy. Uh, decent guy. He's, I think, if I'm correct, he also served in the military. He's a vet, so much respect to that. The fact that he sacrificed and did all of that, that's good. I think, if my memory serves me correctly, he was a vet. He's a vet from the Army, military and all, so... His family is in need, and they need the help and support. So any little help you can do would be appreciative. He needs it, and he needs our prayers. So pray for the guy. Uh, he does a lot for independent wrestling. He he goes to shows. He watches. He's a true blue wrestling fan. True blue. He's wrestling's been there for him. He's been there for wrestling. And now we need the people to be there for him. So make sure that you go and do that. Uh, We want Scott Larson to be around for many, many, many many more years. We want Hashtag Truth to be around for many, many more years. And I'd like to eventually get Scott Larson on here to interview him since he interviewed me. I'd love to have him on on the show, pick his brain and all and see how things go from there. But, yes, please go support him. 
make sure to help him out. He's in need of it. He might not ask for a lot of help, but he needs it. Okay. We are going to take another intermission. Another intermission, yes. And we will talk about some upcoming shows that are coming up. So, stick with me. Welcome back again. Thank you for sticking through that intermission. I appreciate it. Uh, now we've come to a segment where I talk about upcoming shows. Once again, this is your host, the Mass Menace, Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent. And you are listening to Teachable Moments, where we cover any and all things to do with wrestling. Now, we cover... The this is where we cover the show, the segments. Uh, uh, this is the segment where we cover upcoming shows. WWE has a show coming up called Crown Jewel. It's going to be held in Saudi Arabia. That is being done on the twenty first, if I am correct, the twenty first, and um. Yeah, the 21st. Uh, They got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the title. Now, I might actually sit through and watch that so I can review it and let all you good, good, like-minded people know what's going down and what I thought of it. Okay. So they got that going on. Then on October 23rd, My Wrestling Federation, ACW, Appalachian Championship Wrestling is putting on their big October show called Appalachian Championship Wrestling Fright Night. Now, we're going to have a lot of good shit. We're going to have a lot of good matches. You've got, uh, as of right now, it's still supposedly Garrisek versus the Cyclone in the first ever Kumite match. Um... Then you have uh, the Masked Menace and the Mime versus Gunner Rose and uh, the Rebel or American Rebel or whatever his name is. I, I don't know what his name is. I will let you know, spoiler alert, I'm me and the Mime are totally going to wipe that, wipe them out. Okay, we're going to kick their butts, and we're going to make an example out of them. And then I'm going to get my hand raised. We're going to get our hand raised, and I'm going to go on to get to my rightful place, which is back into the TV title picture. So, yeah. Be prepared. Oh, and the Kraken will lose his hair if I win. If my team wins. If my team loses, I get suspended for 60 days. Trust me, that's not going to happen. So, yeah. Um, we have, um, I think the tag team champions are wrestling. The Brotherhood, they're going to be wrestling, I think. Um, and we have, 
Oh, we have Luke Christian versus another member of the Brotherhood, uh, the Viking Renegade, Christian Erickson. Uh, should be a good match. Should be a really good match. We also have the in the main event. We have the champion Will Bradshaw versus someone I am all too familiar with. I have been in the ring against and. In, a in the ring with. And I've been in the ring against him as an opponent, and I've been in the ring with him as a partner. The guy's good. He's very contendership material for the title. He still claims that he's the rifle champion because he didn't say I quit in the I quit match. I quit barbed wire match against Bradshaw. But we got Will Bradshaw versus... Venom. Now, Venom's a, a big contender. Can't wait to see how that turns out. But I will say this. At this moment, I'm more laser-focused on my match than I am anybody else's match. Because my literally, if Venom loses, he just loses, okay? If I lose, I lose two months of my wrestling career. Two months, 60 days. I am not going to let that happen. No way. I'm the greatest wrestler in ACW today. The greatest wrestler in ACW today. And I'm going to prove it by using Gunner Rose as an example. And that American Rebel guy, whatever his name is, I don't know. I'm, me and the mind, we're going to make an example out of them. The American Rebel, or whatever his name is, got involved in mafia business. He should have just left it alone. And Gunner Rose has been getting in my business. Mine, my business, and I'm going to show him that him being on this precipice is a really bad thing because he's overlooking that cliff. He's looking over that cliff, and that's a very steep drop. That is a very long ways to fall. Come October 23rd, I will beat Gunner Rose with the help of the mind. Um, there are some other independent shows that's coming out. I think XCW has some shows. I can't remember what the dates are. I know come November 13th, AEW's putting on, I guess, their final pay-per-view of this year. Now, I've, I'm a firm believer of just watch it. It's Full Gear, I think. I think that's the name. I've liked every pay-per-view that... AEW's done. I think they are doing really well, and I think they have a lot of potential many years ahead of them if they do certain things right. But we just recently had a preview show. Uh, ACW just recently had a preview show. They had their last preview show before the 23rd. So we're going to have the 23rd. Like I said, Fright Night, we're going to do that. We're going to have uh, kids... Um, I think we're going to have a costume contest uh, for the kids. We're going to do that. We'll have autograph signings. You get to do meet and greets with your star or with your favorite stars. Come out. Enjoy a good time. October 23rd, Fright Night. Please come out. Meet me, the host of Teachable Moments, The Mass Menace. I will be there. I will be there to sign autographs. I'll be there to take photo photo ops. If you want to take your picture with me, come on down. Um, 
if you can afford it. But yeah, come on down, enjoy that, enjoy a good night, a family-friendly wrestling. That's right. ACW Fright Night, October 23rd. Come check it out. Enjoy it yourself. It's $6 at the door. The kids 10 and under get in for free. Come enjoy. Bring your kids. Bring your family. Bring anybody and enjoy some good family-friendly entertainment. We are going to go back to we're going to go back to intermission and we will be back. Welcome back, welcome back. This is once again the Teachable Moments Podcast, and this is your host, the one, the only, the the true ACW television champion, not defeated for it, was stripped of it, your one-time ACW television champion, and I'll gonna be champion once again. It's only a matter of time. This is yours truly, the Mass Menace, and we have reached that time of, for the segment that of what this podcast is called. It's called A Teachable Moment. Now all you morons, uneducated people, and smart people sit down, shut up, open your ears, and you might just learn something. Now the teachable moment also comes with a quote. It's called, do not sweat petty things and do not pet sweaty things. Okay, now, for all you uneducated people who need to know and be educated and wisened up, I am here to help you with that. Hence why this is called Teachable Moments. Do not sweat petty things. What that means for all you uneducated people, do not sweat the small stuff. Here's how this goes. If, say, there's a dish that wasn't that was just dirty and it wasn't washed, and 20 seconds later, you're getting upset over it, that's petty. Okay? I mean, it's extremely petty. There's no need to get petty about that. Okay? So, like, somebody doesn't wash the dishes right away. Or, you know... The TV changed it, or somebody changed the channel of the TV, and you get irate about it, or you know your show just didn't come on at the right time, and you get and you start taking it on people. That's petty. That is petty. Don't sweat petty things. There's a lot more in this world to worry about than oh my God, the dishes didn't get washed five seconds after they got dirty. Okay, there's. People put in places unjustly. There's uh, missing people. There's people getting sick and everything. That is way more important. There are people behind bars, unjustly put behind bars that probably don't belong there in the first place. I'm not saying all of them, some and all. And we're going to get mad over a dish not being done five seconds and not being cleaned five seconds after it got dirty get over it grow up and the second part of that is 
do not pet sweaty things. Well, that right there should let you in on something. Don't pet sweaty things. Okay, are you going to go up to a human being who's just covered in sweat and drenched in it? Then you're going to pet them? For one, if you're petting a human being, there's something wrong with you. To begin with, human beings don't get petted. Okay? And especially if they're sweaty. Okay? Come on. Use your brain. Don't sweat petty things and don't pet sweaty things. And on top of that, don't try to understand humans because we're weird. We're weird. It's like people trying to understand wrestlers. Only people who can understand wrestlers are wrestlers. Okay? The only people who can understand firefighters are firefighters. Don't try to understand humans. We're weird. So, in closing of this, you idiots and morons, and, you know, a few of you smart ones, do not sweat petty things, and do not pet sweaty things. Don't sweat the small stuff, and definitely don't pet anybody or anything that is sweaty. And don't try to understand humans. It's impossible. We're weird. We're crazy. Okay? Don't try to understand us. Yes. And thank you very much. This has been a teachable moment. And yours truly, the Mass Menace. Okay, thank y'all people for tuning in to Teachable Moments Podcast. This has been another Teachable Moment. Today we talked about AEW and the comparisons to WCW. We talked about exactly if script writers were necessary. And we talked about how much creative control is exactly a bad thing. And we talked about plenty more stuff. And uh, we will be back. I will be back again next week with another Teachable Moment episode. Thank you once again. This has been yours truly. The, oh, before I do that, you can catch this podcast on Spotify, on Anchor.fm or the Anchor app. And you can catch it on Pocket Casts, which is a mobile app that tells you that, that where you can listen to podcasts okay i am distributed i'm published there i'm published to anchor and i'm published here on and i'm published on spotify i have recorded this episode via anchor once again thank you for joining us joining me next week i will be back with another episode of teach my moments podcast this has been yours truly bringing you the greatest podcast ever the greatest wrestler in acw today one-time ACW television champion, The Mass Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent. And I hope you absolutely learned something. Mass Menace out. <laughs>